My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Welcome to the Proper Atmosphere Podcast, powered by Soul Performance Academy. I am your host, Dan Mickle. The Proper Atmosphere is a weekly podcast focused on answering your questions about mental performance, coaching, and lifelong learning. The Proper Atmosphere is proud to be sponsored by It's Called Normal Athletics. ICN Athletics makes the extraordinary ordinary through adaptive beach volleyball. Everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy and excel at this sport, and ICN offers the programs and education to make it normal for adaptive athletes to play on any court. Help us make beach volleyball court place for everybody. For more information or to make a donation to the 501c3, please visit icnathletics.com. Thank you, and we'll see you in the sand. And again, huge shout out and props to everyone, John and Dave and everyone working on It's Called Normal Athletics, please check out their website, icnathletics.com. All right, episode 17, I Can Be So Much More, comes to us from James, a soccer player from Iowa. He writes, I show up, I work hard, but I still leave each practice or match thinking I can be so much more. How can I work on this? Well, James, there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, and it's interesting because I'm seeing more and more of this every single year that we have people that are putting in the work that are grinding and still feel unsatisfied. Um, and that is an issue in itself that we can kind of look at in the sense of where are you looking for your validation? Are you leaving unsatisfied from these matches and practices because you're not getting validation from your coaches, from your peers, from your parents, or is it an internal? And for this episode, I'm going to go down the path of it being internal, that you are internally not feeling satisfied, leaving each practice or match. And um, I'm also going to take it from the point of it's, it's not a playing time issue or an external motivation issue. It's just more of you feel like you're not progressing and you're struggling there. If I'm incorrect, email me back and 
we can do another episode. Um, but I think this is kind of where you're going. And what we see happen is we see people put in, you know, those two hour practices every day and they're just grinding and they're grinding, but they feel like they're not getting better. They're being told, I need you to be a better shooter. I need you to be a better passer. And they work on the shooting and they work on the passing, but yet they walk away feeling like nothing has gotten better. And I think one of the biggest problems that we have with this issue is how do we track that? And I'm not talking analytics in game stats. I'm talking from practice to practice. How are you tracking your growth? And everyone that knows me or you've listened to this podcast or the Mental Cats podcast knows that I am huge and big on journaling. And I think this exact issue is where journaling and logging what you do has the biggest benefit. It's really hard in the youth sports world to gauge your growth as a player without physically tracking it in some way. And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> let's take the club model first. Uh, let, let's take high school um, and really intense teams out of the equation to begin with and talk about, you know, basic club travel ball. You're practicing two or three times a week, maybe two hours a week. Maybe it's a Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, or, you know, some variation, typical youth sport model. How do you know that you're growing from Monday to Wednesday or Monday to Thursday? Maybe you walk out of practice on Monday and like, I really feel like my dribbling and my passing came along this practice. But then by the time the next practice a few days later rolls around, you forget how good it felt or you forget kind of where you left off and how much you grew. And it almost feels like you're starting over. It's almost like Groundhog Day, the movie, if you've ever seen it, where each practice you're just starting over and you forget where you left off. And it's just this, you know, circle of come in, work, repeat, come in, work, repeat. And we're not really checking it. So I think, James, to start with, one of the first things that I would suggest is map out what you're doing. Find out what you want to work on, whether it's something internally you're saying, I need to work on my dribbling or my passing or my shooting, or maybe it's something the coach has said, hey, this is what will get you more playing time, or this is what we need from you this season, and start there. And then focus on that after every practice, after every match, kind of go back and reflect on that. Okay. This practice wasn't really focused on shooting. It was on defense. But when I had my opportunities to shoot, this is how I did. This is what I worked on. And then that way you can start to see the growth. Maybe make a mental task. Okay, we did shootouts and I scored one out of 10. Well, maybe the next practice you score three out of 10. It doesn't feel much better because it's still, you know, 30%. But it's a 20% increase in what you were doing. And if you don't remember that or you don't log it, then you may not see that group growth. And you can say, okay, each week I'm getting 5% better. I'm getting 3% better. Because what we know is it's that small percentage change, right? Getting from mediocre to good is a pretty big jump. But getting from good to great is a really hard jump because the changes and the adjustments you make are so very minute. And I think that's where we get lost. We track everything in youth sports, you know, playing time, minutes, stats, you know, passing stats, shooting stats, defensive stats. 
but we don't take the time to actually stat or even reflect on practice. We just go into practice, we work hard, and then we're like, okay, well, I worked hard, so I should feel better. But then when it comes to the next practice or maybe the actual next match, you're not feeling the same way about it. And I think that can be part of the problem is that you're just not mapping that. So th there's a couple ways that we can do this, right? Start with a very basic and, and, and let's just go through the step-by-step -step of how I would suggest doing this. Get a journal. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, the Moleskine $50 journal. It can be a $1.50 journal from Walmart or Amazon or wherever you shop from. And start with what are your two or three biggest goals. And again, maybe this is a collaboration with you and the coach or you and your training staff or maybe even your peers just talk about, you know, what do I need to grow on? So James, for this example, I want to use um, dribbling and uh, let's do shooting, you know, for your, your soccer goals. So you want to increase your um, efficiency or speed in dribbling, in dribbling and you want to uh, increase your shot efficiency in soccer so we look at where you're at now and let's just say from a dribbling standpoint you're able to do 20 yards effectively but you want to go 50 yards you find that you know you lose ball or you lose tracking you know at the longer distance so we know our starting point is 20. We're good at 20, but we want to increase that to 50. So that's goal number one. We want to be able to go 50 yards dribbling without losing focus or speed. And then the second goal is we want to increase our shootout efficiency. So right now you're shooting on average two out of 10. So 20%, you want to increase that. Let's say, let's get you to 50%. You want to make five out of 10 of your goal shots. Um, penalty kick, you know, however you want to do it, whatever fits. So, so those are our two goals. We have our goal for dribbling and we have our goal for shooting. After every practice, we have to reflect on those two skills. Did I work hard at practice is different than did I work hard at practice on dribbling and shooting? Because I can go out and give all the effort in the world and run around and scrimmage and if I'm not working on what I feel is holding me back, like the dribbling and the shooting, then I'm not going to walk away from practice feeling great. I'm going to feel good because I know I put work in, but I didn't put work into the areas I did. And this is where it gets really tricky because maybe this is an area that you're not currently working on as a team. Your coach isn't giving you time to work on the dribbling or your coach isn't giving you time to work on the shots because you're working on other things that he feels or she feels are needed like defense um, or passing. So what you have to do is make sure that when you're in situations like gameplay or scrimmages that you're keeping track of how you're doing on the skills that matter most to you. So if you're not doing dribble work in practice, maybe if you scrimmage at practice, you focus on your dribble work. Okay, I know that we're trying to win this scrimmage and do the, the whole concept of what the coach wants, but inside of that, I'm personally working on the dribbling. And same with the shots on goals. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is, you know, just come in earlier, say late and work on those particular aspects of the game that you want to. But the key is when you're done, then reflect on it.
write in your journal every single day. Okay, today was a three out of five day. I, I feel like I got to work a little bit on the dribbling and the shooting, but not as much as I wanted to. Or it's a five out of five day. I worked really hard on my shots. I worked on my technique. Um, I kicked 60% today. So then when you come back two or three days later, you can say, okay, I know I did pretty good, but oh, I was 60%. So today I'm going to try and do 70% or match that 60%. And now you have that metric of your growth and what you're working toward. Instead of just going out and saying, I'm going to be a better shot. I'm going to be a better dribbler. You now have a metric. Okay. I got 40 yards. I need to push. I'm really working on that 50 yards or I'm really working on getting to that 50% on my goal shots. You now have something that's attainable, you know, it falls into and go back and check other episodes of this or the mental cast um, where we talk about goal setting and smart goals. But but that's where we start to fall into actually being able to make it measurable and making sure it falls within the attainable realm of what we're working on. But again, I think this is where we fail in youth sports in particular. Um, And it even goes up to the college ranks where we don't reflect on it. We just go into practice and we think working hard means that we're going to get better. But the problem is maybe we're not working on what we actually need to work on because the coach is looking at the big picture and it's up to you to look at the smaller picture. Now, I know we split this from youth to high school because, you know, typically a high school is going 90 minutes, two hours, maybe even two and a half hours every single day. So in that sense, it's kind of more fresh in your mind when you're working on it, but it doesn't mean that's going to stick there. So you want to make sure even in high school, every single day, as soon as you get in the car, I mean, I prefer my athletes do it in the gym or on the pitch or on the field when they do it. As soon as we're done with practice and we do our cool down, go straight over and take 10, 15 minutes to journal. How did practice go? This is what worked. This didn't, this is what didn't work. Maybe this is what's on my mind distracting me, you know, whatever details you want to work. But in there, that's where you put, okay, this is how I did in dribbling today. Today was a positive day. Today was a negative day in dribbling. Um, I went forward. I went backwards. Um, and, And just go through that whole, you know, list of what's important to you, what goals that you set. And here's the big takeaway for this for me is we're going to have those moments right where we take steps backwards. We're, we're going to have those moments where, you know, we feel like we're on fire and then we have that one practice where nothing goes right. You know, maybe you went from your 20% shooting efficiency up to 40 and you felt like you were about to break through to your 50% goal. And next thing you know, you're shooting 30. The problem is that's going to linger with us a lot longer than the positive would have. We're going to think about how we didn't reach our goal that day and how we kind of went backwards. But if we journal every single day, we have the log. We can go back and say, no, I'm progressing. This was just a single step backwards and I'm going to be right back at it. And then the next week when you shoot 30 or 40 or meet your goal of 50, you'll see that, oh man, that was just one day that was a blip for me. I was able to get past it. So I, th- I think that is what this all comes down to is you can be so much more. The problem is you need to measure it. Like at what point do you feel like you're so much more? Because if you're really competitive, James, every time you reach a goal, it's not going to fulfill you completely. You're going to hit that goal and be like, oh, I hit my goal, but now I need to move on. So it's never ending. So even when you reach all your goals 
and everything you mind, you're going to still say to yourself, man, I could be so much more. And that's true because you can push yourself. You know, I'm sure Messi still pushes himself. Albert Pujols, even at the end of his career, if it's technically ending now or whatever, still pushes himself. LeBron James still pushes himself. Okay? Um, so that's the key. You're always going to be hungry. You're always going to want to be better if you're a super competitor. And the way we feed that is making sure that we have these little meals of, oh, yes, I increased here. And it may be 2%, 3% small. But if you're recording it and able to go back and look at it, you'll see what you're doing. And the work will feel like it's worth it. Otherwise, you're just going to do the work and feel like you're not getting better, even though you probably are. It may not just be as much as you want it to, but at least you'll be able to go back and see that. So, James... I hope that helps you out. Again, if we wanted to look at this at a different way, just let me know. I kind of felt like that's where you were going with your email. Um, but I will gladly talk about it in any other way. And to everyone else, remember that you can email us your questions at podcast at properatmosphere.com. You can reach me personally across all social medias at Real Dan Mickle. And you can reach soul performance academy at 717 soul and remember to share like comment and rate this podcast and spread the love spread the word and we look forward to next week's episode and next week's question again thank you james a soccer player from iowa for this week's question this episode i can be so much more peace much love don't suck and see you next week listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.